right. Hello, and welcome back to the Modern Mindfulness Podcast. It's me, Rebecca, your guide here, and I hope this finds you so well. It's, it's June. Like, here we are, and it's cloudy again still here in Southern California, and I don't want to start with the weather, but I'm going to start with the weather, and I'm going to loop back to this later, but in case you haven't been following national weather or live here, it is May gray, June gloom season always, but we've been having this weather for months and months, and while it is wearing on me, I kind of stood up for it for a little bit, like, yeah, this is great, this is fine. Like I said, I'll circle back. I do find that it is helpful in sitting down and creating things, doing things, including this podcast. So this episode will be a blend of a brief catch-up, check-in, behind the scenes, like I've called it in the past, as well as sharing some what I think are powerful ahas and suggestions around massaging your mind, massaging your mind. So more on that. But first, since the last solo cast, my last little check-in on here, I said in that show, it was a couple shows ago, that life wasn't really exciting right now. And I kind of laughed about it. But apparently I said it more than once. And John brought it up and was like, it was kind of a bummer to like hear you say that. And so it led to this, I thought it was a great conversation, this way to like really think about and feel into, huh, I did say that. I did say that a couple times. And where is that coming from? And is that good? Is that bad? Is that something to change? Is there, is there more to it? And what I arrived at or concluded was that actually it's good. Like I'm happy. Life is happy. Maybe it's not exciting, but it's happy. It's content. I feel good. And to me, that's more important than feeling excited. However, if I valued excitement, then that might be something to just take a peek at. So something for you to chew on for a moment How about you? Like excitement, is that something that you like in your life? Is your life feeling excited, exciting these days? Is it feeling good? Maybe like some core value words come up. So like, how is your life right now? And how do you want it to feel? And right now it's like not good or bad per se, but just like having a little bit of an understanding of like, what words would you use to describe life right now? So back to life, not being exciting totally kidding, JK. But the month of May really did fly by. And as I was looking at my planner right before sitting down for this, I was just reviewing, you know, what has been going on over here. And really, it was meditate in May, the month of May. For seven years now, I have offered this program. And thank you to those of you who participated. It's not like a meditate everyday thing led by me. It's like me giving you I think it's like next level information on how to meditate, how to navigate through the experiences that come up when you meditate. Because unless you've been living totally under a rock, you've seen meditation. It's everywhere. There are apps everywhere. It's like all over, which is awesome. And you might not necessarily understand, not that if you're doing it right, but those might be the words you would use. I don't know if I'm meditating right. So anyway, although meditate in May has come and gone, it also aligns with the mental health awareness month. So shout out to that. It doesn't go away. Definitely deserves the amplified attention during the month of May. But I will keep offering more on modern meditation. I ran that workshop online and also in person here. So if you want to jump in on anything in the future around this 
meditation conversation with me. I'll put all those links below. If you want to host me, I would love to come to your studio, to your workspace. I cater to, you know, it's not just yoga anymore. This is like in the mainstream. So anything and everything. Uh, I love, I love sharing this stuff. So reach out if that's speaking to you. And it really has just been like the sweet day-to-day just humming along. I also realized in the last two weeks, I had a really wacky, funky couple days. And it hit me that, like I mentioned, this sort of collective amplified attention on things. I feel that with holidays. And I realized that the month of May also brings endings. So even if you don't have a kid in school or are in school or have something more seasonal like that, it's in the air. And I think we all are impacted a little bit. And for a lot of people, I think it's exciting and it's good. But if you think of the energy of endings, that's death. That's the end of a cycle or era or season. And the end of May, not just being the end of a month, but also just all that energy loaded up and everybody connected to kind of that traditional schooling model. School's out for the summer, right? So there's excitement in the air. There's that excitement word again, but then there's also ending energy in the air. And I did have a couple days combined with the gray weather here where I felt like something was dying inside of me. And I haven't really shared too much about any of this, and I definitely will in the future, but there's so much energy and emotion and life experience tied into you. And we do go through these cycles. And especially if you're sensitive, empathetic, you know, these are gifts, these are superpowers, but you might also be feeling a little extra when everyone and everyone is going through something similar. You might feel this around certain holidays, certain times of the year. So anyway, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense that May has this like ending energy. And so along with that, then out here, we've got this gray weather And whether you're from California or are from places that are not cloudy most of the time, so basically like anywhere in the U.S. except maybe Washington State, you need the sun. Our brains need the sun. And like I said earlier, I sort of justifying this like gray, like, oh, this is nice. I like the cool weather. But I think finally it hit me last week combined with just feeling that maybe ending death cycle, the seasonal Effective depression, I mean, that's a real thing. And so really tapping into one, just coming clean, like, wow, there probably are some things shifting inside when like I personally am not getting the sunshine that I've been used to. And having tools is key. Having resources, having tools, whether it's for seasonal depression disorder, whether it's for anything like that, even just a funky mood, kind of tying in mental health, but just soul health, you know, emotional health, all of this having tools, having resources, having your go-tos. And I mean, I'm right here just surfing through these waves as well. Are you with me? Like there's just constant change and that is life. And there's going to be the dips and there's going to be the peaks. And when things dip, like for me last week, when I I felt just personally very defeated, there were tears. There was a lot of negative self-talk. I have these days Um, I think I told John one of the phrases, it was literally in my mind of like, I am such a failure. I'm just a failure at everything. And while a big part of me knows that isn't true, to sit with that and be like, oh my gosh, where is this coming from? And, you know, this is part of just sharing when you're ready to share things. But I think just when I was able to vocalize that a couple days later, that really helped process it and at least kind of get it up and out so it could get some breathing room and hopefully be, you know, kind of breathed away. But some other tools 
so I also taught a class last week and taught a few. And in one of them around that time of darkness, I tapped into inner sunshine. And this is definitely nothing new to say, but I was just sharing with the group my experience and pointing out and everyone's like sick of the gray out here and realizing like that inner sunshine, like it's always there. Whatever way you want to think of it, look at it. We each have a burning fire inside of us. We each have a solar plexus chakra that's right there at our navel center. You might even put your hand on your belly right now. Maybe take a breath or two and just feel like that is your inner sunshine in that energy body way. But also just thinking like, what are your favorite places to enjoy the sun? Picture your favorite sun. Is it the real sun? Is it sunrise beaming down? Is it the sun emoji? Like you name it. Anything that taps you into that inner sunshine can be a resource when your days are quote unquote, gray, gloomy, literally, metaphorically. And also with inner sunshine, we got, uh, well, John went down and went to Ikea and got a little board. I don't know what you call those little word boards. And so that was the inaugural phrase. He asked me, what's the theme of the week? And right away, I was like, inner sunshine. So we looked at that for a few days. And yeah, maybe this is what you need to hear. Jot that one down for yourself. Just inner sunshine. Have your resources. And even thinking too, like who are those people you can lean on when you're having those gray days? Again, literally, figuratively, whatever. List out right now, like for yourself in this state of presence, Who are some people that you could text in the moment? What are some, you know, websites? What are some things that make you laugh, smile, make you feel better in the moment? These like inner sunshine tools and maybe they're like outer tools for your inner sunshine, something like that. It's just so important to have these things readily available when you need them. So this is all leading to meditation and massages and your mind needing an oil change, your mind needing a massage, your mind needing maintenance, and as does the rest of you. And so yesterday I got a a very long overdue massage. I do believe we, intentionally using the word we, we need massages. Our bodies need touch. We need massages, whether you're slumped over a computer like I am right now, over your phone, over this, you're driving a lot, or maybe you're super active and mindful, but you know, our society just breeds sitting and poor posture, generally speaking here, the body needs release and massage is such a great way. I remember a friend asked me years ago, yoga or massage? Because I've been teaching yoga for a long time. Yoga is great, but honestly, and I'm sure there's some other conversations out there around this, but unless you're really getting some strong adjustments in a yoga class, unless you're using some extra like myofascial tools during your yoga practice, you're not going to get as deep as you might need. I mean, it all just depends on your body and what you're wanting it for. Yoga is great for all the things. Physically speaking, it's great for that superficial. It's a little more surface level stretch, strength, all of it. But to get massaged or to use like a Theragun or like massage gun, something to get in there, a foam roller, you know, this stuff is so key. So maybe this is your sign to book your next massage or get out the foam roller. If you haven't used it, give yourself a little personal massage. There are truly no excuses. You can use your own elbow. You can use your heel. You can use your own hand and thumbs and just dig in, dig in. I was taking my knuckles and just running down my outer thigh for a few days. My temples, things were just feeling so tight. So finally I got in 
And it was also this really great reminder of how the body must feel safe in the presence of, say, the massage therapist or really anybody, especially someone who's going to touch and work on the body. So maybe you're that person who totally, you're listening to me right now and you're like, nope, I just flopped down. I don't care who it is. Just work me out. And that's awesome if that's who you are and that feels good and that's working. For me, it was interesting yesterday since I got out of the habit of having regular massages, which are usually with kind of a stranger. And I could feel there were moments and luckily there was respect in the room and I could tell, you know, the therapist can tell if your body's being a little resistant and I could tell there were some moments there, but ultimately very grateful for my experience. And um, yeah, like I could just feel a little timidness coming through, but I still left there feeling way better. Like she said, my shoulders dropped, which was key. My upper back was so tight. And I was also so grateful for this little unexpected nugget of wisdom that she dropped. So I'm laying there and she started to like move my head around and talking about connected to the neck and all this, you know, heaviness of the head. And I said, no, I have a, I know I have a heavy head. I know I have a big head. And she like, stop. She's like, what? I'm like, well, my head's fairly large. Like I've always had issues wearing hats and like, it's, it's just happened like so much of my life. So I, I know I have a larger than usual head and probably a little heavier, And I didn't even tell her that my dad kind of has the same thing, but he's had like ball caps rarely fit his head. So maybe I've taken on some of that too. And she like totally just paused everything. She's like, huh? She's like, no, believe me, you don't have a big head. You don't have an extra heavy head. And she was a very direct gal. So I knew she was just like keeping it real straight right there. And I stopped. I was like, well, I totally believe you because I know you've lifted up more heads than I have in your like 10 plus years of massaging people. And she goes, maybe you just need to try on a different hat. And it felt like such a breakthrough statement. And I share that with a couple people today too, that I work with of just like how that can be so symbolic of these limiting beliefs that we hold, where I have thought that I've had this big size wise, big head I can't wear hats. Hats don't fit all the stuff. And here she goes, maybe you just need to try a different hat. How true is that? Right. And so maybe a different limiting belief is coming to mind for you. What's something that you either say out loud or say in your mind, or maybe it's so buried, but it's still like this inner voice saying some word. And maybe you just need to quote, try a different hat, quote, end quote. So there's that. So good. And last, but definitely not least. So I've been thinking about, you know, these regular sessions that people do for all the stuff, whether it's massages, whether it's getting facials, which I also like to do, whether it's, you know, hopefully going to the dentist for checkups, maybe the dermatologist, different things that are routine, different spaced out things. You know, dentists might not be as frequent as a haircut or whatever. Or your car, you know, your car needs to get its oil changed and get your tires checked, like all these things. And some people do, you know, different therapies, like for your mind, all very good. And even for your soul, like what maintenance are you doing for your soul? And I haven't come up with a way because I do have some people I work with where we just have these random sessions and it does feel like a little tune up for the spirit, for the soul, for the whole self. So if you are interested in that, know that that's 
really what I feel like I'm offering a lot of people right now. Just like, we don't need to commit to anything long-term. Sometimes it's enough to just have like a monthly check-in, kind of like a haircut or something. But then even more so in just thinking about massaging and the power of massage or rolfing. One of my mentors years ago described meditation is like rolfing for the soul or rolfing is like more structural integration work where the body's patterns are really like broken down and then rebuilt in a more aligned you know alive way so in a way meditation if you think of if you've ever meditated or if you haven't it's like going into your mind for a little bit and realizing that just carving out a little space, just like you carve out space to do all the other things you do for yourself. And I like a good pedicure every now and then, like all the maintenance, all the things. But what about for your mind? What about for your heart? What about for your soul? So I want to hold just a little space for you right here, right now to just check in. And that meditation is not anything super magic or woo woo. It's something that you do daily. My guess is when you're focusing on something for even just a few seconds, when you're noticing things and you're just feeling those moments of presence, maybe like right now. Now there are ways to meditate deeper, but just feeling how your brain waves might be shifting from something more active to something a little bit more spacious. If you're driving, just staying alert, eyes on the road, hands on the wheel. But as you start to just imagine, maybe you imagine some hands like going in and massaging your mind and all of those tens of thousands of thoughts on repeat. Which kinks would you want the massage therapist of your mind to work on? Maybe they're limiting thoughts, annoying thoughts, old thoughts, nagging thoughts thoughts that you just don't want to be living inside your head anymore and just like one massage won't cure everything like I know I'm gonna need to have the gal work on my shoulders and back and neck several more times but just starting the process here in your mind just become aware of your thoughts become aware of the quality of them Become aware of your ability to even just in this moment, whether you imagine some hands going in there massaging, whether you hear sounds, sound waves going in, massaging, whether you can feel your breath just going up into the mind, clearing things out, just like getting a physical massage. And what starts to feel looser? And even if not in the moment, what's that desired outcome? Like you go into a massage, like I want my back to feel better by the time I leave. I want my jaw to feel looser. I want my IT band to feel a little more relaxed. Same thing with massaging your mind. What's the desired outcome? How do you want to feel in your mind, in your headspace? Post-mind massage. Do you want to feel a little more just open, at peace, happy, content? Do you want to actually witness like bluebirds and rainbows, sunshine, more imagery? In your mind massage, do you want to be able to have more clarity in your mind, releasing some potential brain fog? 
So like holding the intention, feeling those thoughts form around, like what would you want out of a mind massage? And then going back to just being, breathing. If your hands are free, you might even take a hand and massage your head or two hands and just massage your scalp and just feel that as like a head slash mind massage. Like your brain is right there. It's so close. If you put your hand there, it's right there. So maybe you find some other movements of your hand. Maybe you get some oils, some like massage oil, something that smells good. Massage your head. Feel that in your mind. And then noticing what also is released. You know, the massage therapist will say, drink lots of water. Energy work too. The somatic work I do, it's like it's things are flushing out drink water honor your inner rhythms honor what you need maybe go out into nature feel the ground underneath your feet but realizing that there's some residue there's something being released and flushed out from any massage doesn't matter if you're the most maintained there's always something new showing up that needs to be cleaned just like in your house you dust the dust off the shelf one day and guess what it's probably back within a day or two the cobwebs you vacuum them once and they come back so is true to all the things you release in these massages and these practices for your mind your body your soul like tending to them tending to them just letting something like this be also something that you think of at least once a month the minimum Thank you for tuning in and being curious. And I hope you felt a little bit of that mind massage when you meditate. I do believe it's very much that. So maybe if you have something around like, I don't meditate, what about like massaging your mind? Maybe just a little change in dialogue around that can help build a more consistent practice, which is for more than your mind. It's all connected. So mind, body, soul, life. You do something good for one part. It's going to ripple into the others, I promise. So I love to hear from you. Reach out. Find me on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, all the things. Sign up for my newsletter if you want to stay in touch. Reach out. Send me, like, what did this make you think of? How did your mind massage go? What came up? I'm here for you. I don't want you to feel like, and now I'm left hanging with these things that surfaced. I'm right here. So all my contact stuff's below. I've got some interviews coming up. I've got some interviews lined up. I can't even wait. So we're still rolling along over here. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. Send it to someone who might benefit. And until next time, take care of yourself. Feel that inner sun and peace. Peace.